This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. 1934 One Power Business. It is a Tuesday and it is around half past seven. It means that in studio I'm joined by an SMME and this evening I'm joined by a Gloria Ramachodi who's a managing director at Maledi Fresh. She joins us in studio to speak about her life and her business. Uh, Gloria, good evening to you. Thank you for coming. Good evening, Nolitando. Thank you for having me. How nervous are you? <laughs> Very nervous. All right. I promise you it'll be like chatting to an old friend. Let's get into it, Gloria. I do see that uh, you do have a BSc in food sciences, but let's let's go back to the beginning about where you're from and how uh, you land up at university studying a BSc in food. Yes, yes, sure. Um, I was born and bred in Winterfeld. Mm-hmm. It's a rural village in the northwest of Pretoria. Um, studied there, went, matriculated there at Holy Trinity School, then went to Varsity, University of Pretoria, where I studied BAC food science. And I'm a food scientist mm-hmm. by profession. Let's talk about what a food scientist does. Um, a food scientist, you, you, you learn about the science behind manufacturing, behind the production of, of food products. And you learn about nutrition, you learn about um, food safety of product. We, we are the guys that ensures that the food that the consumers eat are safe for consumption. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about uh, your first job. Tell us about uh, that uh, experience. Uh, my first job was actually uh, at a farm. You're far away from home. I felt lost. I felt lonely. But uh, fortunately, my manager was my former uh, schoolmate at Varsity. And uh, she taught me a lot. She taught me a lot. I enjoyed what I was doing. I was a QC uh, doing quality control at that uh, company. And what does that entail, you know, making sure that food is of a specific quality? What sort of things would you look out for? Uh, You look out, you do uh, sensory evaluations. Mm -hmm. uh, You do quality checks to ensure that it's the right size, it's the right uh, um, color. You make sure that uh, it's safe uh, for consumption, like doing micro tests, microbial tests. Yes, to ensure that it's safe. And then at some point you decided to go off on your own. Let's talk about uh, the journey that got you to that point. It's a lovely story. Mm, It's a lovely lovely story. story. I hope the listeners are going to enjoy Mm -hmm, this. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I was actually working at uh, Epic Foods Mm -hmm. from the farm, my initial job. I I decided to venture into something else. Mm -hmm. You know, I got tired of the farm and I said, no, I want to go to the city. I got a job at Epic Foods where I worked as a HACCP coordinator mm. in the job. And I did not enjoy it. I hate the smell of oil. What does a HACCP coordinator do? <laughs> you, you implement uh, critical control points. You check what are the critical control points mm-hmm. in that business. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. analyze them. You assess them. And you, you, you come up with solutions to control those uh, critical points even in your face i can see that was not fun <laughs> you didn't enjoy that one okay so you don't like that one what happens next then next i was headhunted uh, by a man Amazing. called steve selberman um he had a business he was running a multi-million business mm. and um, his strategy was to employ experts in each department to ensure that uh, his business was successful mm. 
and he was looking for a food scientist to assist him in his business because he wanted to supply retail. And one of the requirements to supply retail, you must uh, have food safety systems mm-hmm. uh, in your business. And uh, he was referred to me by someone. Mm-hmm. And um, I still speak about him today because he mentored me. Mm-hmm. He really inspired me. He's the one who who really motivated me to start my own business. Mm-hmm. And I started working with him. We had a father-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to speak about that relationship because I think, uh, like you said, it's where uh, your inspiration to go off on your own uh, came. It wasn't just a job, uh, clearly. What was it about the relationship, uh, you know, Gloria, that would also uh, cultivate and bring out the inner entrepreneur in you? Um, He really supported me Mm -hmm. because in the business, when I started, I was the most highly earning employee in his business at the moment Mm -hmm. and the youngest wow and the only black Mm -hmm. woman in management wow so he really supported me and every decision that i made he ensured that he supports the decision Mm -hmm. and uh, i excelled i i I, when i do a job i i go an extra mile Mm -hmm. i give it my all and uh they, we we got business opportunities. Uh, I took the business to another level. Amazing. And yeah, we had a lovely relationship. So let's talk about my lady now. And now that you know this fire and this passion has been ignited in you, how do you even decide? Okay, this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to call it. One day I had a conversation with uh, my employer, mm. and he told me his story, how he started. He he didn't have any educational background. He actually quit school at grade four. Wow. And uh, started uh, working in at restaurants at a later stage and started his own business. And I was inspired that if this man can uh, start a business without any educational background and succeed, how much more can I do? <laughs> and uh, that's where it's all uh, started. And uh, I was one day on maternity leave. I decided this is my chance. Mm. This is my time to start. It's either I start or forever hold my breath. <laughs> it's and, do or die. Uh, yes, yeah. it's a do or die. <laughs> and two weeks after giving birth to my daughter, uh, I went to the hotels. I actually initially started doing a price list. I went to the Joburg Market City Deep, got the prices. Uh, I drafted a price list, went to the hotels, to the restaurants to look for business. I'm I'm very shy, but you know what? I had to take that step. Mm-hmm. I had to be bold and take that step. And fortunately, the doors were open. Mm. The doors were wide open. There was no competition uh, in that field, in that area that uh, I tapped into. And uh, they gave me an opportunity to supply, and I supplied for 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 that three months that I was at home mm-hmm. on maternity leave. Then uh, time came that I have to go back to work. I decided I really need to go back and sit down with my employer and explain to him that this is now the decision that I've taken. This is the route that I want to to take. And uh, initially he was not happy about Mm. it, but uh, two days down the line, he got along and he said, I will support you. And he really supported me. And he said to me, "Um, I'm giving you another opportunity to consult. Mm. You will start another business. So literally you're going to run two businesses. As a startup, you know, I was overwhelmed. Mm. And uh, on the other hand, I was very excited and looking forward to it. 
That's a very, it's a very exciting story. And I think it's also uh, a wonderful story about uh, mentorship and how mentorship can come from anywhere, uh, you know, if you're open to it. I want to speak about, uh, you know, growing the business. Uh, you know, I can see today uh, you are well branded. Your website is up. Everything looks good. But it didn't start like this. So let's talk about building. You know, it's one thing to have an idea. It's even one thing to get started initially, Gloria. Mm-hmm. But at some point now you have to put the money back into the business. You have to grow the business. Uh, you have to hire people. It really is a journey. Yes, definitely it is. I started working in the garage. Mm. I was supplying uh, hotels. I was the driver, mm. uh, the chop, the ca- the the one who cut <laughs> the, the vegetables. Yes, the administrator. <laughs> I was doing all those things in the garage, in my kitchen. Actually, mm. let me not say in the garage, in mm. my kitchen. From there, I looked for a sh- uh, shop space. From the garage, I moved into a shop space, and uh, I really did. Got a small shop space, like a small shop space. And uh, initially, I didn't want to take it, but the landlord advised me. So one thing that I have is a teachable spirit. I listen. When somebody talks, I I really listen. And I was advised that start small. Start small. If you can manage this small space, you will be able to manage a bigger space. So we, we, we are willing to offer you this small space for now. And as your business grows will give you a, a bigger space. And from there, we moved into a bigger space. I invest my profits back into the business. I still do. Mm. Uh, I still do. I don't have a Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> I don't have a Range Rover. <laughs> I still invest in the business. Um, currently, we bought property. Mm. So we're no longer renting. Amazing. Uh, we bought property. I bought a, a truck, a two and a half ton truck. I bought it cash with the profits of the wow. business. I bought uh, land, I bought a farm. It was profits of the business. It's very, very interesting how you've grown this business, Gloria. Very inspirational story. Now, I also want to speak about, uh, you know, the issue of uh, funding. And where money comes from when you are starting your own business. And you, you for specifically, you in the food industry, it's one of the industries we don't know a lot about in terms of whether there's opportunities for funding, opportunities for black women who are willing to get into the space. Talk to us about that. Opportunities are there, but limited. There's a lot of red tapes mm. to access those uh, opportunities, although the funding itself. I literally, I literally started my business with 500 rents. Mm. 500 wow. rents. And that 500 rents has tripled, uh, you know, uh, we are on another level mm. at, mm-hmm. at this stage. Uh, we're still looking for funding. It's still difficult for me to get funding. So we use the profits of the business to to grow the business, to fund the business at the moment. So initially you used to go to City Deep and uh, you would get the vegetables and you'd repackage them and you would send them out. But of course, I think the business has changed a little bit, a little bit yes. more complex than that. Yes. Talk to yes. us about those yes. Uh, yes. operations yes. Yes. and all the fantastic things that you do at Melody. Um, I decided to completely change the value proposition of the business. We're selling just normal vegetables mm. and uh, there was a demand for organic mm. vegetables when i opened my store um, for three months i didn't make any sales customers that were coming into the store they were asking for organic mm. and uh, from my career background i used to work with farmers that were growing organically and on a big scale mm. uh, they were doing export so i decided to to focus on organic mm. because i saw there was a demand there was a need. 
and uh, I do not regret tapping into that mm. space because uh, there's such a huge demand, even for export, there's such a huge demand. And uh, we are growing from mm -hmm. strength to strength. Every year we see progress, we receive awards, and yeah, we're doing well. I want to speak about the issue of organic hair and why that was a market differentiator for you, but also the ability to say to your customers, I, I know what I was trying to do, but I see what you want and I'm going to respond. Because sometimes we think that what we want, is like, oh, these are not my customers, the right ones will come. But mm. the right ones were the ones who wanted organic for you. Yeah, I think what moved me was that uh, the customers that were coming in, they were very ill. Mm. They were very ill, hopeless and... Uh, you know, hoping that if I can get the organic vegetables, it will improve my health. And that really touched my heart because I said to myself, I know the farmers that grow organically. Why not? And, uh, you know, when I contacted the farmers, they were happy to supply us with wow. the organic vegetables. But now we have our own farm. We work with other uh, smallholder farmers to grow for us some of the products. So let's talk about, uh, you know, all the all the operations here. There's obviously uh, the supplying of uh, the fresh and organic uh, produce. What else uh, do you do within Malady? And do you still consult? Yes, yes, I still consult. Amazing. We still consult. Um, what when you when you come to Malady Fresh, uh, you not just get a product. We 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 go an extra mile to walk the journey with you of healing, uh, the journey of. Uh, transformation if you want to now start eating healthy you know if you want to move away from the junk foods uh, contaminated foods and all that we walk the journey with you i give nutritional advice to our customers and uh, annually i take my customers to the farm to see where their produce is coming from we are completely different from a retail store when you move you you go into a retail store you, you will never know where that product is coming from. You will never know where, when it was harvested. With us, it's a, it's a different uh, experience. Uh, our produce is freshly harvested. You know, we harvest today, tomorrow is at the store, tomorrow is in your house. We have an online store. You can order online. You get your vegetables fresh. I just want to speak about also just what the business looks like today. Of course, you worked in a uh, in a management role before, yes. and that means that you would know how to work with people, how to have people work for you. But uh, when you hire in your own business, it can be a bit of a different story. Let's talk about that hiring people, getting the people who will see your vision uh, for My Lady Fresh. Wow, that's that's a very good question, mm. and um, for me, I don't just hire anyone. You know. Um, I do my research. I, I, you know, I put my stuff on a trial for a month, mm. you know, and I, what I do, they, uh, I put them under pressure a bit to see if you can stand, if you'll be able to cope with the workload of My Lady Fresh, mm -hmm. because we are very, very busy from morning eight o'clock until five o'clock. We are busy picking orders. We supply a uh, health shops. Um, we supply other businesses that do door-to-door do -door deliveries mm -hmm. of organic vegetables. So it's it's a bit uh, hectic at My Lady Fresh. So I, I, I take it seriously when I employ. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of our employees, they've been with me for 
some eight years, wow. uh, four years, you know, uh, I, I am very strict. Mm-hmm. I'm very strict. I empower and upskill my employees. And I remember uh, there was one lady who was working with me and I, I saw potential in her and I said, you can do the invoices, you can do invoicing. And she says, no, I've never worked with a computer before. And I said, I will teach you how to, how to use a computer. And she was excellent, Amazing. very excellent. It's a very interesting approach that you've taken here. And I guess uh, I'm wondering how you, having been mentored earlier in your career, has also turned you into a, a good mentor. That I can't answer. I think the mentees can answer <laughs> The mentees that can one. answer, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, but um, I'm open to mentor other other farmers mm-hmm. or other entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. As I've been mentored, and I've been in this industry for over 20 years. Wow. Over 20 years, one of my customers says I'm the kingpin of, <laughs> I'm the kingpin of vegetables. Mm-hmm. So I'm open. I've learned so much in this industry. I'm full. I'm ready to give back and teach others. I want to speak about the, your support system because I think a lot of the time, uh, in earlier today, we actually were speaking to other players in uh, the entrepreneurship space, a bank and another one uh, from an incubator, and they spoke about uh, you know being surrounded by people who will support your entrepreneurial journey, and that sometimes entrepreneurship can be lonely. Uh, especially if your peers are buying, uh, you know, uh, Mercedes, like you mentioned, or whatever the case may be. Let's talk about who's really been able to really anchor you, assist you throughout this process, uh, keeping you in the game. My family, mm. my family, my children, mm. uh, my staff. Mm. You know, there's some days where, you know, you just want to give up. Mm. You think of, let me just uh, look at that CV and see if I can try and hand it in and uh, you know my staff they play a huge role in my life they encourage me when they see that the days are dark Mm -hmm. you know they come up and say don't worry let's let's work together as a team let's we'll also try and look for customers so my my family my kids I'm with my daughter right yes. now, mm-hmm. and you know what? She's there for me. She makes sure that I look good. She makes mm-hmm. sure that <laughs> I speak well, mm-hmm. you know? Is she yes. the daughter of two weeks? She's the one I was pregnant with. The one, the one she started. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's incredible, and I'm glad you brought her along. I think these are very important. Let's also speak about the issue of accreditation here. You know, you spoke about red tape. Uh, there's obviously the food industry. This is a life-or-death industry. People can literally die from... Uh, the wrong kind of food or mm. a food that is contaminated. But of course, that means that there are industry standards. These aren't easy things to ensure that, uh, you know, you're complying with. Of course, you would have had the experience uh, uh, there, Gloria. But is this a way that could be easier for other entrepreneurs who might not be food scientists, you know, who might not have worked in QC at some point, yes. understood uh, food uh, safety uh, uh, procedures and so on? Could the industry be a little uh, but more uh, kind to them? Unfortunately for now, the industry is not that kind, mm-hmm. but uh, they are. the private sector is playing a role. Mm-hmm. Um, I know of SPA, SPA, what they do is that they, they give the farmers training. They train you on how to implement these uh, food safety systems in your business. And uh, I would advise uh, upcoming farmers uh, to, you know, get a mentor, get somebody that can walk the journey with you. It's, it is really not easy. And if you don't know of the red tapes, you know, you will make a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. and there will be failures and, you know, chances of giving up are, are, are very high. Mm-hmm. So I will advise the 
uh, upcoming farmers and the existing farmers to say, get a mentor, get in touch with somebody who knows uh, about these uh, requirements, these regulations, and get support also. Even food lovers, they do support. Mm-hmm. They do support uh, smallholder farmers. Uh, we are organ- We are certified organic. Mm. Uh, it's not an easy uh, uh, procedure to get the certification. But, uh, you know, we take it step by step, baby steps, baby steps. Uh, initially, I was... I didn't want to do the certification mm. because um, I thought it's the most difficult thing. I'm used to the food safety mm. audits and all that. That's it's something else that when I do the audits, I don't sleep for for a oh. week. I can't sleep because mm-hmm. you are nervous, you are anxious. There's so much documentation that needs to be in place. And uh, with the organic certification, it was not that bad. Mm-hmm. It was really not that bad. And I didn't do well initially but they guide they did guide me into what other things that i need to implement in the business so they don't write you off immediately and say you don't qualify we won't give you certification so they do guide you to say you know what you need to implement this and this and this and that when you are ready call us and we'll come and audit again and would you have a call on the line i'd like to put on your earphones uh, Mpo from Aranfontaine is on the line on 0619 If you'd like to speak to speak to her, please do call. In lines are wide open. Mpo, good evening to you. Thank you for your call. Uh, we're all listening. No, thank you very much, and thank you very much to the guest. I very encourage you. One question that I thought I would ask, how big should a person produce for, for you to be a supplier, i.e., can one supply from a garden? Uh, or... Or it's a small thing that you can't. I mean, <clears throat> how, how much do you want from a smoker? And I want, I'm raising this question because we have been encouraging people to produce different things from different gardens. Uh, and, and perhaps giving knowledge about what is organic and what is not organic could be very helpful. The last question I want to check you have made reference to, and, and if it's an, appro- an appropriate question, please don't answer it. Uh, you have made reference to the support in the in the family, the daughter and the staff members. Is that your husband involved by any chance to support the business? Thank you. All right, Gloria, go ahead. Thank you for your question. You can supply from a backyard garden. Mm-hmm. I have uh, farmers, women that are planting from their backyard garden and they're supplying us. Um, I will give you an example. If you can grow potatoes, we use about 200 kgs a week. Um, you will get 800 a kilo, which is about 1.6 a week. So imagine if you you grow from your backyard garden, a month is about 7,000, I think 200 or 400 Amazing. that you can make from your backyard garden. I once did a research um, on lemons, lemon trees. If you plant lemon trees on a hectare, you can plant about 100 trees on a hectare. Um, and you supply Malady Fresh, mm. you'll make a turnover of a million a, a year. Wow. So it, it is possible. You can. Very, you very, can. very incredible. Also asked about uh, the issue of um, support. I don't know. You don't have to answer that. That really is up to you. Hmm. Um, my husband has been a great support in the business from a... Uh, the beginning of the business, he's been there. 
Um, he's also a food technologist. We are in the same industry. Amazing. So yeah, it's it's a it's been a great journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a very, um, you know, uh, interesting to also hear all of what you've achieved to date. It's a lot. I'm very keen to hear about what you still want to achieve. The dream scares me. Mm. It really scares me. I don't know where to start. The farm is based in Winterfeld. That's where I was born and bred. Mm-hmm. I went back there to my home to look for land and I found land. And uh, going back after 20 years and finding the place still the same, underdeveloped, it really touched my heart. And I said, I want to make a difference. I want to bring change in this community. And, uh, you know, in that village, about 90% of the youth, they are unemployed. Unemployed. We now employ 20 youth that are working on on a casual basis that we are giving them skills to learn how to do farming. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage them to start their own uh, gardens, you know, to supply my lady fresh. Because mm-hmm. um, we have a huge demand. Mm-hmm. We don't have capacity to supply. So if you are a farmer out there, please reach out. Reach out. And uh, organic, I just want to answer mm-hmm. the difference between organic and uh, conventional vegetables. Mm-hmm. In organic farming, we do not use any synthetic chemicals. We grow the vegetables naturally. We grow them God's way. Mm-hmm. We just use uh, compost. Mm-hmm. And uh, for pesticides, um, we use uh, garlic concentrate. We use chilies. Uh, we plant marigolds around the farm to distract the pests. Yeah. Well, that's all we have time for today, but I quickly wanted to touch on where people can find you, especially because you've made this invitation for farmers to reach out. Um, you can reach us. You can go onto our website, www.maladyfresh.co.za. Um, you can reach out. Uh, we are on Instagram. You search for My Lady Fresh, you'll find us there. Fantastic. I'd like to thank you for coming today and sharing your wonderful story with us. And I'm excited to keep reading and hearing about you and Melody Fresh. I think uh, you're going very far, Gloria. Thank you for your time. This thank evening. you so much, Nolitando, and thanks to the, to the listeners. And that's how we wrap up this edition of Power Business uh, with uh, Gloria Lamacrodi. Thank you so much. And to your daughter who came into studio uh, today uh, with you. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.